Okay, why are you here? And in this room? Should we lean over the balcony and ask uh, questions? Have questions? <laughs> just could. shout it, shout up. All I'm going to tell you is, is warn you when Alicia comes on and starts yelling at people, we're going to hear everything. And oh we'll wow! Just, and just Very keep loud. going. Just keep going. <laughs> that was good radio. It was yeah. fun radio. Yeah. That was good radio. If, Check. If I were a woodchuck, how much? I would be chucking, chucking wood. All Lots right. of wood. Is, how much is that wood? Adequate? Would yes. a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood, wood for days? I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. What else can I say about our next guest other than he might be the most interesting guy in private lending. He has got that certain special something, and I'm so happy to share the stage with him here on this Firestarters episode, recorded live at the Jurassic Broker Exchange in Dallas, Texas. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Bronia. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit StreamlineFunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. All right, we're still at Jurassic's Broker Exchange Conference, and um, Sean, our producer, asked me, hey, I have an idea. How about you go downstairs and find the biggest dork in this entire place and, uh, and bring him up here for a, for a podcast? And I was like, sure. And, um, and Chris Ragland's and still Chris on the show. Ragland, you I knew, stole I knew, my thunder. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, I knew you were about to do that. A close second, though. Good Lord. Is my good man, my number one dude, Justin Bronia. Join us on, on the show. Joining us on the show today, tell them what's up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be the runner-up dork to Chris. <laughs> it's like most, most things in my life. Close, but not quite number one. So well, thank, hey. thank you for having me. Nah, it's all good, man. You know, we, we had a couple of plans walking up to this conference, like who we're going to be talking to. And I thought it'd be a good idea to just kind of get, you know, get real a little bit. Sure. So we didn't script any of this. We, there's no guide or outline. We're just going to jump right in. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Chris is freaking out. <laughs> Still here. Oh, the structure. I, I, yeah, I need structure, Romney. There's not an outline. I have no notes. We're no, just that, here. That, that is the structure. That, yeah, structure uh, yeah he's selling structure. me on that. He's yeah. like, the it, structure is it's the new nebulous. Structure. It's nebulous. Yeah. Whatever. But it works. Hopefully, if not, we're just going to dump this episode. No, guys. <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, I asked Justin to come up here. Um, Honestly, because he is inside of our Austin ecosystem. Our listeners are in Austin, in Dallas, in Houston. They're not in, you know, Seattle, Washington. So you're one of us, man. I thought that was cool, but I also thought it was cool because you bring a slightly different perspective. You know, what we talk about to these guys, to the listeners, of course, is very, um, you know, very specific to some of their quote-unquote pain points, like things that they could do that make their lives a little bit better. Um, But you're a lender as well. So what can you do is you could give them money as well. Sure. I don't think I wanted, I didn't really want to talk about that. Um, 
I just want to talk about business, I think, in general, and maybe jump off from there. And I think people listening are going to take some, some interest because the reason, aside from being the second biggest dork here, the reason I asked you up here is because you've got a, I, I appreciate your brain, your business, business brain. So it's going to be fun. Was that business? Br- bris- b- b- was that b- business b- b- brain? B- 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 yeah. Your business brain sucks, but your business brain. <laughs> That's a cross between brain and, and brisket. Yeah, dude. I'm, we brisket. are on a few hours of sleep at this event. And yeah, and the first cocktail. We just had a cocktail. Yeah. And um, Romney used all of his actual public speaking energy earlier today. Yeah. When he talked about the nine types of borrowers that are out there. I thought that was pretty interesting. You did a good job. You I did really well. That. Yeah. yeah. That. But you did spend good. your mojo. Yeah. But now you're winding it down. Can you see it? <laughs> I, can, I can feel it. Like your energy is, uh, right. is off a little bit. <laughs> Let's come back. <laughs> but no, but seriously, <laughs> Justin, give us a download. Uh, and tell us a little bit about like what you're doing so that we know who the second biggest dork in the room is a little <laughs> bit more. But, but what, do you, what are you about? What do you do? Where, you know, and why? You know, maybe we'll get to why you're here. Even sure. Um, you know, we uh, we I, there's no one with me. I guess it's yeah. me, me, myself, and I. Uh, I'm a, a private lender out of Austin, uh, kind of a, a banking background, and uh, now kind of in the wild, wild west with with you guys. And uh, our our biggest difference is we kind of chase commercial deals. Um, some of it's similar in, in structure and how we do things, but we do a lot of multifamily, some office, some retail. And um, just upstream in regards to a dollar amount. Got it. You know, we uh, we try to keep the infrastructure uh, at the office. You know, pretty. You know, not to drop a, a, a an advertisement for you guys, but we try to keep it streamlined. <laughs> and <laughs> um, bam. And we've just found it's easier that you know our background is is multifamily and commercial deals, and so that's where our focus is. Kind of stay in your lane, do what you do well. Yeah, I mean that's what we were talking about during the presentation that I just came from. It's like just go, just. Do what you do. Don't try to reinvent. Um, it's funny. I, this is another little shameless plug, but I had a, a white paper that I was trying to peddle at this thing and just have people just download because it's good information. But one of the things that I was promoting in there, you know, quote unquote, a marketing funnel, and it's not so much a marketing funnel, it's just kind of a marketing assist, was something that I call the word frenemies. We used, talked about this the other day. Um, I, we're beyond frenemy. We're, we've gone to friend, but frenemy is a thing. <laughs> I was nervous for a second. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. No, so frenemies. And basically, I was, it was just using a joking form. Sure. But it was more so to say, you know, embrace them. The, the, you're not going to do every deal. And guess who's getting the leads that you're not getting? And vice versa. So embrace the, the concept of frenemies. But here's, here's where I'm going with this. I gave them a little spreadsheet, little kind of thing, kind of guide to use. And I put four referral partners on there and Thrive and Justin was one of them. So not many people are going to look at that because that is a deep kind of cut marketing funnel. It's deep. You got to go deep to find it. But the point is people are, people are going to see who the, who the hell is this Thrive guy? Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, sure. You're, you're one of the examples of people that we reach out to yeah. in our you know, collective, our ecosystem. Sure. We're, we're back, you know, backyard neighbors. We're friends. We see each other at conferences all the time. We have some overlap, but for the vast majority, your lane and our lane are different enough that we can just throw deal flow back at each other, right? Yeah. You guys have used uh, one word in particular multiple times now. It's ecosystem, right? And um, it really, the if you, if you step back and look at the landscape of what we do, we, we are an ecosystem. And we're all, you can use the ocean, for example, right? I mean, we're, we're all swimming in the same sea. It's a big sea and we're different types of fish and some are predators 
some are prey, some are the little guys that swim along the, you know, the, the whale and eat the little pieces off. And you, you said frenemy, and, but I think we're all saying the same thing, is for us to be successful, it's to embrace the ecosystem and the part we play in it. And if we kind of manifest what the opportunity could be instead of treating everybody like competition, I think we end up all doing better deals, we get best practices, we stay out of trouble, we share opportunities. And at the end of the day, I think we're all in this to monetize what we enjoy doing and mitigate some level of risk so we can continue to do it. Yeah, our world, dude, our world has grown. The community in this world is so much bigger than it's been ever since I've been a part of it in the last 11 years. And I, we're, we're that, to that point, at least for me, and it's taken me a long time to get here, but speaking of the ecosystem, you know what happens to, to those things that just can't acclimate to the ecosystem? They, they, they die or they take over, but typically they die. You know, if, if you can't acclimate to your ecosystem, you die. And it's been, uh, it's taken me a little while to want to acclimate, but you know what? The, and when I say ecosystem, that for anybody listening, I'm talking about lenders, like the guys that I compete with. But it's, um, it, we, we have a, our parent company is called Noble Capital. Um, it really is just such a noble thing to, to give inside of this, you know, to the ecosystem. Are, are we going to keep track of, of kind of the puns and <laughs> the, the lay downs? What's the number? Yeah. Hey, like six. six. Yeah, we're, six. we're, we're yeah, moving so along. The, can you ring the bell at 10? Sure. Okay. okay. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I, there's no, there's, you have to embrace. Yeah. No, for us all to thrive. <laughs> we, we certainly have to embrace it. Sorry, softball. Well done. That was really great. That out there. That was really great. It, it it is true though, and I will say this: um, it's one thing to embrace someone that plays next to you that's in a different lane. It's quite another to someone who's a direct competitor, right? You are out there marketing and competing for the same types of deals as lenders, right? And I still find value in that place as well. It's not just purely competitive in nature and, and I have to give that guy stink eye across the room. Well, it, you, you'd be surprised how often we run into each other and actually provide value. Right. So sometimes these real estate investors that are out doing deals, they get in a tough spot and they need new financing. And, you know, the guy that's in there right now, the cylinder is like, I'm just done for whatever reason. And he's, and he's ready to get a payoff. Well, when I'm, I'm about to provide a loan to somebody and I find out the guy I'm paying off is, is my competition down the street. Yeah. I'm going to call him. What's up? Why, why, what is yeah. going on? You know, and, and, and it might end up being a really healthy thing. Right. Well, here's the thing. This, this business is not cut out for everyone. It isn't. But if you kind of lean into it and you embrace, in this, in this case, your competition, chances are you're going to be in a much better place for success. It really is. You're going to figure out how they're structuring deals. You want to mirror the market, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to you be opportunistic, but at the same time, you need to beat your competition. That's, that's why we're here. I mean, there isn't, a, there isn't a sports league that's professionally played that isn't, you know, the success is predicated on winning. Correct. Right. And, and, and you, you, you never know also when that competitor, you may want to hire, you may want to buy that competitor. You, you may have, guys, frankly, at some point, you may end up working for them. Absolutely. Or you may need to call them and say, hey, I need a solid. Yeah. I, I need some help. Let's I mean, make, yeah, let's trade. We've done trading. I've seen people participate together. You know, hey, this deal's a sweetheart deal, but sure. it's just too big for me. And so I can call a competitor and say, Hey, you want to do this one halvesies? Like, let's go in on this together. I've seen that happen and occur. I, I know I can speak from, uh, my also involvement, right. At another level on the government, uh, relations committee, but it was the first time I was sitting in a room with some of my competitors and we were speaking from a unified voice 
to government officials. And it was really nice because I already knew these guys. We knew each other, but we were able to actually speak together and go after something that was bigger than any of us individually. That was pretty important. I think that's really neat, too. That, that thing that you're, you're doing over there is absolutely critical to kind of bring the community together. Dude, we are at the broker exchange. That's not a drop. I'm actually, it's a point. We're at the broker exchange conference, and the people here are brokers. So the people listening are also brokers. Fantastic. So let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, how do you, how do you engage? Not like the, don't give me the boilerplate. What's, what do brokers mean to your business? Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody asks how, how we get deals, you know, and we've got the age old problem of, uh, which is a blessing, is we've got more capital right now than we have deals that we want to do. And brokers are an essential part of the ecosystem. Um, you know, I can't be boots on the ground everywhere um, doing business development and chasing down leads. But if you can build a good broker network, help them understand how they can be successful, and then you actually close deals. Well, guess what? You get more deals to close. Sure. One of the things I talked about today was giving them evidence. Like one of the things that they, the, the consumer, in this case, the broker of whatever your, your services is looking for is evidence. And there is no better evidence than a satisfied customer. It's like once you've, once you've, done, me, once you've done me right, I'm, I'm yours to lose now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the, you know, one of the thing is, you know, do well by your clients and by your brokers and they'll be your best referral source. Oh yeah. They'll help you close more deals than anybody else. Yep. So, um, this week we're in Dallas. Every other time we seem to see each other, we're in Vegas or, or one of those places. What? We got a little, we got a little distraction in the room. Uh, so sorry about that. Didn't lose my train of thought, but lost my, my train of vision. Maybe my, whatever. <laughs> Hey, anyway, all, anytime all you above. do anytime you do a podcast live at an event, it's always interesting to see everything that's going around you. We were actually we warned Justin that there could be like announcements over the PA, yeah. and it's so freaking loud. It's <laughs> on the last segment that we did. It was it was obviously no, and it's some of our, our, our cool friends, our fun friends that walked by. So that was interesting. It's typically so, more interesting than just sitting in a room with Romney. Yeah, claw your eyes out. Claw your eyes out. Hey, we do business in Texas. We're here in Dallas. We always see each other all over the country. Where do you guys do business? Uh, major metros across the U.S. Lender friendly states. Really? We do. Yeah, we've we've got deals on. You know, I didn't know that until this freaking podcast. Seriously. Yeah. You know, we've only hung out twenty <laughs> times. <laughs> Terrible. Obviously, someone is a better talker than listener. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Whoops. Wow. This marks the last episode. That's wow. right. <laughs> Good. That's why he has a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, to go back and, and remember things. <laughs> no, I was just saying it's like because he just wants to talk all the time. Right, it's not right. like a listener. Yeah. Can you guys shut up for a second? Let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward, Justin will re- be replacing Romney as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So everywhere, huh? Yeah. Major well, metros. Well, so we, we try to focus on, 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 on areas that where we can find uh, resources. Those mm-hmm. resources are uh, dependable third parties, appraisers, brokers for brokers' opinions, you know, title companies that can close deals, um, you know, major metros that, that, that are growing, that are successful. You know, we'll look at Nashville, Denver, Atlanta, you know, some places in the Carolinas, some places in Florida. We've done deals in Phoenix. Um, we're looking at a large transaction in Portland right now. Um, you know, if it makes sense, we'll, we'll look at it. But, and that's the, the beauty in being, you know, commercial in nature mm-hmm. is, um, we don't have to, uh, 
kill as many deals. You know, like we'll we'll go out and, and try to find a, a five, ten, or fifteen million dollar transaction, and we can spend a little bit more time developing that. Sure. And um, and net net, we you know we'll put you know a similar number on the board that you guys will. Um, we just do it in a different format, and sure. so it, it's hard to find enough deals in in the state of Texas. You know, I'd, I'd love to say we do all of our deals in Austin because then I wouldn't have to you know see you at conferences <laughs> out, outside of outside of Texas. You're going to start spending a ton of money on marketing in Austin. Oh, so much, me. yes. Oh boy. So all those cities you said. So by the way, this is interesting to to me, certainly to you, because we're trying to. We're, we're trying to figure out how to get to those cities, but all those cities you said kind of feel the same. Yeah. Now, talk to me about data. What the, what's, what's the thing that makes you believe like that, that market is something that you're comfortable with? Yeah, so we, we will actually, you know, since we have such a large broker network, you know, we'll get calls from everywhere and we, we just back channel stuff. It's literally, we have a, um, a, the proverbial, I hate to date myself, but Rolodex, um, you know, I guess that's your, that's con- your contact list on your iPhone uh, yeah. <laughs> for everyone else that is under uh, 40. For all um, of you podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah, for everyone listening to this. Um, hey, the audience is growing. And, uh, but what we'll do is we'll, we'll call in market resources and confirm because you, you know, if you guys, if I called you with a lead and this has actually happened, I've called you with a lead in Austin and said, Hey Romney, take a look at this deal. And on, in the conversation we're having, I know in your mind, you knew exactly where the location was. Yeah. You're like, boom. So like we do the same thing. Like, like why would I tell you Denver? Right, because I know, generally speaking, Denver has a healthy economy and positive growth, low unemployment. Um, so, like, it's a good market to be in. We love multifamily. There's plenty of people in Denver. There's always going to be plenty of people in Denver. So, it's kind of shooting fish in a barrel, and and, um, and then using those local resources to quantify that this specific asset that you're going to lend on is the right asset to lend on. And the majority of the time, are these guys coming to you? The guys that you're going to lend to. They coming to you through brokers or you the majority of the time it's just kind of the world you've created oh, it's, it's a little bit of everything yeah yeah i mean if, if we look back the last five deals you know the one that we're we're doing in portland came from a broker but it was a broker i was having lunch with in los angeles and he didn't even think it was a transaction we would do so he was actually asking for my advice on some structure and some other things as he was pitching it to people. And as he explained the deal to me, he's like, wait, 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 I'll look at that. Uh, present. And he's, and he's, he's like, you will? And yeah, I mean, we've issued a term sheet, collected a deposit, we're like doing 30 par- third party stuff That's right awesome. So, you know, sometimes it's CPAs uh, will call us and say, hey, I have got a client that has a cash need and here are the, res- the assets they have. Can you give them some resources? Sometimes it's, you know, it's um, uh, the guys at like big brokerage firms like HFF or, um, Marcus, you know, like mm-hmm. they'll come from anywhere and everywhere. And so we, that's why we just try to, we try to broadcast a really wide net and then catch the, the specifics. And ulti- ultimately the economics is on the underwriting. Sure. I mean, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, the, the no, numbers, no, I mean, it's got to underwrite. Like if it doesn't underwrite, you, you can't monetize so it. It's no matter how good or cool or even, you know, maybe bad a city may look from an outsider's perspective. There might be a good deal. God, I've been thrown under the bus. There might be a good deal in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it may not be for us because we don't have those, those, those resources, but Baltimore, we love you. I'm not sure why Romney's (laughs) dogging on you. Yeah. What's so wrong with Baltimore, Romney? Oh, you didn't hear? Well, actually there is one thing I heard about Baltimore and then I'm going to move on to the next thing, but they they have have a baseball team. (laughs) Do they? Mm. Yeah. I don't know if they do anymore. Mm. They, um, they have the highest per capita, uh, methamphetamine use in the United States. Uh, that's a thing. 
Shout out to Baltimore. You're you're tracking that now. And well, no, and there's another one. So here's how good it is over there. They have the highest foreclosure rate in in the United States at the moment. So I mean, do you think the two are related? Doubt it. Doubt it. Totally doubt it. (laughs) Something's up in that city. But back to it. You're saying you know any deal at the right basis with the right economics, you're going to take a look at it. Yeah. And that's back to the fundamental reach of our industry. There's a reason why our segment in the finance world exists. And it's because we understand non-conforming loans. That's what we make. That's essentially, that's that's all we are. We're we're deal guys. Yeah. That's the thing. The the, the reason we're not sitting behind a desk at a bank, been there, done that, is is we're deal guys. Like the entrepreneurial part of what we do is what allows us not to only underwrite, but to get that that gut check and say, okay, there's something here. How do we do it? If something goes wrong, how do we get out of it? Right. And it's because we have the knowledge, we have the creativity, and we have the vision, right? So we're talking about the different things that are required that real estate investors need in order to do these types of deals. Yeah, creativity is a huge part of this. Creativity is, in your world, even more so. Yeah. We're not... There's... We... Long gone are the days... If the deal's gotten to Justin, the days of conforming or you know, agency or industry paper, it's all, it's whatever you guys say makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the market has changed so much. Everybody's always like, what's your box? And I'm like, call me with anything. And I will tell you let's, on that yeah, call talk. if it's something we'll do or not. And so the funny thing is we do deals that are bankable because the, the borrower maybe has to close quick or the, the, or the bank changed the terms or the cash flow doesn't exactly work because they got the financials and the seller was you know, operating the property themselves and they kind of lived out of, you know, the coffers of the company. And so there's too many expenses. Like we, we see it literally, we see everything. Hmm. Yeah. And I was going to say, you're right. A lot of times we do deals that are bankable and I think they're bankable if the borrower, the investor had more time. So there's time is always the motivator. I think for our industry, it's like given enough time, this investor could probably go find a banker. Maybe it's a small community bank or something. Given enough time, can solve the problem. But time is the ultimate sweep and motivator for these deals. Well, time is part of it, but I think, and this is a plug for you guys, because this is what has impressed me about you all, is that you are a partner to your borrowers, right? The investors that are, that are listening to this podcast, you guys partner with them. You, you kind of listed three things, and, and you, know, you have the experience, and you provide that for the benefit of your borrowers because a lot of times you're making sure that they're not going to do something that's going to get them in trouble you want to get paid back and yes that's that's selfish and that's okay right but but one of the things that we we talk about when people say you know why do you guys lend money the way you do and and why how do you compete with the bank why would somebody take your money right at the end of the day we're and you guys are too is you're an alternative capital stack Right. And, and no matter what the time function is in today's economy, in today's market, banks are pulling back mm-hmm. on, on what they're going to lend. And so if, if you're a borrower and you want to go out and do if it's a house flip, if it's spec construction, you want to buy a small multifamily project. Right now, the bank is going to be more conservative than they were 24 months ago. Mm-hmm. You will find other lenders in our space that are actually more aggressive than they should be. Right, and they don't have the experience. You guys have actually had to own and operate properties, yep. so you have an abundance of experience and creativity to help solve the problems. So why why wouldn't you take my money if if I'm actually looking out for your best interest? And and net net, the bank's going to say go raise more money. What's that going to cost you? Preferred return and back end profit mm-hmm. when you take on an, another investor. Yeah, net net things are about even. 
depending on the situation, might even be better and, and, leaning and in your favor. And, and your banker is not going to provide you any resources no. when you call and say, oh my gosh, my plumber walked off the job. What do yeah. I do? Yeah, let me tell you, man, that, that thing that you said about being a partner, this is happening right now, is, is weighing heavy on me um, because we've not necessarily known any other way. But there is this humongous industry demand to remove that, basically to get to automation. Yeah. Remove the human element. Just before we did this, we were talking to, talking to Anthony Jirasi up here. Uh, I think that's uh, plug number ten. Hello, ding, 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 ding. Thank you. Um, we were talking. We were talking to Jirasi, and talking, you know, about just technology and automation and how far upstream that's going to go to where we're never going to need this. And we we ultimately came back to saying we're always going to need some version of this, whatever that may be, in whatever form that may be. But it's happening even at the deal level right now. So people close a loan. People get, a, you know, the finance process takes a little while. And some people need hands and some people need, you know, computers. But the part after closing, especially when you're dealing with these value add deals, the industry is saying, get out of the, get out of the way, lender. Let the, you know, let the borrowers do because, it. Because that's, that's to the benefit of the lender. Of course. So what, what's happening is they're, they're aggregating business and they're trying to do volume. And they're willing to accept a certain level of loss, right? And, and, and that way they can spend their resources and time onboarding new deals. And, and you guys are in the, a different situation. You want to increase your volume, but you also want to decrease your default rate. So yeah. the, the, like, like, like guys, I mean, I'm sure somebody else has said this, but I, I think the proverbial canary is singing in the coal mine. Mm -hmm. right now and 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 it's starting to fade we've got our competitors that are lending at much higher loan to values than they have pricing has come down you've got more automation where somebody isn't actually physically looking at that asset we get i get on an airplane and i fly to portland if i'm going to lend someone money in portland i'm going to see them face to face now once again i'm giving them 10 million dollars or five million dollars? Sure, and that's I, not that's not scalable on a it's not, a, not a hundred thousand dollar loan. No, right. but but you guys still need to have that proverbial touch point, which we with do. your bar, and that's yep. the high value, and and that's the thing is is this conference is a perfect example. We've got some great competition downstairs. Like there's some people that are putting good money on the street, and they're going to go towards automation. And when this when this train comes to the station or whatever metaphor analogy you want to use, they're going to be left holding. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what is on my books and I don't know what to do with like it. Like we could probably have a whole nother episode just on this and maybe we will. I think we have a follow-up. Uh, after this, we have one more here at the broker. If I can make it. At the broker. Well, if Romney doesn't fall asleep first, at the broker exchange <laughs> event. But um, we could probably have a whole discussion on that. But one of the things that's happening, this is the first one of these events that I've been to. And kind of like in the back channel, small little coffee table exchanges, I've had people talk to me, us, about buying their non-performing notes. Yeah. It's, it's starting to happen, and I'm no watching. No kidding. It's we have not talked today. Uh, we, you and I have not talked today. You've been busy. Um, it's happened three times. So three times since we've got arrived here, I've had people come talk to me. Hey, uh, 
heard you guys have some experience in, you know, that whole what do you do with those bad loans thing, and then they get real quiet, and then they say, hey, uh, maybe uh, you want to look at some portfolios I've got. I just thought it was the shirt that you were in that said, <laughs> bigger sucker right here. <laughs> said, I'm the biggest sucker in the room. No, but it's happening, and that's never happened before. Yeah. I've actually talked about this is going to come, and it's starting to be here, and it's not a function of a bad economy or bad actual deals. It's a function of too much risk being taken by people who yeah. don't have that practical experience of what we have all been through together yeah. in this room. And it's growing and it's growing and it's growing too. Everybody. Yeah. The, the, and hey, you know what? It's going to provide an opportunity for somebody. Uh, get ready. Listeners, I'm, if you're, if you're, yeah, listener. if you're a listener right now and yeah. you're sitting around, I'm telling you, there's going, get some dry powder. There's yeah. going to be some opportunities. Mark my words. Mm. It's already happening Start right talking now. about that now, guys. Like yeah, start no, having these conversations it. now. And yeah. it's, ha- it's happening. Here's the deal. It's happening at the finance layer, which means it's a, it will very soon start happening at the real property layer. So yeah. if you're an yeah. investor and you're on the streets and you're looking at stuff or you're a broker that's out there and you're listening and you're thinking, I know there's going to be, I'm telling you, there's already deal flow and it's coming because I'm seeing it at the finance layer. Oof, there, I could, I could picture the, it. Yeah. The indicators are, you know, pricing has gone up from an interest rate standpoint. Right. right? And, 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 and loan to value has gone down in the, in the traditional sense. If you look at what banks are doing, yeah. banks are always the best indicator first, right? The rest of this market will follow. Sure. And, and as soon as you see that happening, you, you, you look at actual days on market, especially for you know, residential properties, days on market's increasing. Yep. And so what's happened is cap rates have remained compressed and sellers are, haven't figured it out yet, but they're about to, is they can't get as much for their properties they thought they could. And that's going to create an opportunity because there, there's going is. to be there's going to be more deals on the market. And if you're sitting on cash, guys, use use uh, my good friends here. Romney, you might know someone that can help them leverage that cash <laughs> um, in the right circumstance to uh, to acquire the right properties. It's happening. And it's really uh, once again, as investors ourselves, this is exciting. Uh, we're bringing the level of discipline and experience to the table here. So for us, this isn't a fear-based moment. We understand that this is an opportunistic-based moment. But while all of that's happening, simultaneously, I'm watching other lenders just take more and more risk because they're under pressure for deal flow. So, I mean, we're, I, I don't know. It's like the opposite's happening for us. So we, we were having some of the healthiest paper we've ever written, quote unquote, you know, as a business. So we've got really great borrowers that know exactly what they're doing. These investors are making good money. Yeah. So yeah. It, but it, all of this is about to come to a head, which is going to create opportunity for those that are prepared. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's talk business for a second. Not, not kind of talking to ourselves, not necessarily to the audience for a moment, but it's um, one thing that we're doing is we're swimming kind of away from risk at the moment and it and it feels like everybody's just swimming past us you know like hey another one hey another one swimming towards it and it's counterintuitive because everybody's trying to go grab this thing but i i feel it too man the canary in the coal mine i think it's just they're they're gonna blow up and it is what it is it happens I it mean, is what it, it is it it, it it happens it's a natural cycle it, it, it'll it'll be different than it was last yes. time mm-hmm. and and you know if you can um you be flexible have the dry powder as Chris calls it and, and, and be proactive when opportunity presents itself. That's be be ready. I'll tell you what the last big, you know, the great recession, I personally saw the largest amount of wealth creation from the people that I knew that had money at that time ever. Right. You know, and I've been in, I've been doing real estate investing now. I actually, I was kind of surprised to see this number for myself, but it's been 20 years now. 
Old man. Home, I was like, oh God, I'm old. You know, but for 20 years I've been doing this. So I've now seen you're it. credible. I've seen, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I've, I've got the gray hair Almost. to prove it. Credible adjacent. <laughs> That's good. Oh man. Yeah, it's, it's, it, get ready, guys. It's, so, I'm so, telling you to do start having these conversations now. It's it, why not? You got to have a plan in place because nobody's thinking about that. Yeah. Hey, dude, we just want to say thank you. Oh no, guys! If I can leave you with one thing, is in order to thrive, keep it, <laughs> keep it streamlined ding, and ding, stay ding. noble. Oh yeah. my All right, God, the, wow. and the title of new number one door. <laughs> so good. Did yeah, I, I think you I just you just you just you took win. this one. Here's a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, Justin Bronia, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Chris Ragland, myself, signing off. It's been fun. We're going to do another one in about an hour. Cheers. That's it for this week's Firestarter Podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top.